Good afternoon. Can you please state your name and spell your last name for us? Bridget Hunjay, H-O-U-N-J-E-T. Ms. Hunjay, would you prefer to swear an oath or solemnly affirm? Uh, oath, please. Do you, do you swear that the testimony you are about to give in this National Citizens Inquiry will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I do. Ms. Hunjay, uh, what city or town do you reside in? Saskatoon. Okay. And how long have you lived there approximately? Uh, about 20 years. And I understand that uh, you, you worked as a federal public servant, is that correct? Sorry, could you say that again? Yes. Okay, thank you. Sorry. And how long were you so employed? Uh, it's been going on 16 years. Okay, and are you still so employed? Yes, I am. Okay. So, uh, Ms. Hunjay, in your own words, um, please tell us from start to finish what brings you to the National Citizens Inquiry, and then we'll ask some further questions after that. The floor is yours. Uh, so I guess my story starts, uh, I gave birth to my son in 2019, and so I started maternity leave August 2019, and things are great uh, on maternity leave. Uh, come March 2020, uh, the world starts going in a bit of a panic. Uh, we don't finish the first swimming lesson. That's kind of when things started to happen, March 2020. Um, and then fast forward to August 2020 when it's time for me to return to work. And uh, my first day was already at that time they had started working from home. Um, so I went into the office to pick up my laptop and um, kind of ease back into work and um, catch up on a bunch of emails and that sort of thing. Uh, and then proceeded to uh, work from home from there. Um, there was not really too many rules in place. We were supposed to stay under a certain capacity in the building, so um, it wasn't, we weren't forced to work from home, we weren't forced to go in the office, just that we could only, we couldn't be more than a certain amount in the office. Um, I personally chose to work out of the office full time. Uh, I was pretty much the only one who chose that, and then others would just come in as they needed to do certain tasks or that sort of thing. Um, and then um, I believe uh, that went on for the rest of 2020, and then uh, kind of at the beginning of 2021, we um, things the, the guidelines were changing, that sort of thing, masking came into place. Uh, when you were in the office um, and then we were going to start setting up a schedule to do a rotation in the office so we would half of us would work from home and the other half would work in the office and we would kind of do a rotation every month just to kind of um, allow equal workload type of thing um, as only certain duties could be done in the office so just to kind of share that those tasks, um, that sort of thing. So we did that for for a while, for well, working from home in general for a year, um, and then there was some some chatter about um, as the vaccines were being uh, developed, uh, chatter that 
there was a possi possibility that they would be mandated uh, in our workplace. Um, and that's when my anxiety started to, to go up um, because I knew just the little bit I had read and I continued to read um, that that wasn't something I was ready to rush into. Um, there were things unfolding, information was still coming out. Um, for me, there were a lot of red flags just um, surrounding the vaccines, so it was certainly something I did not want to rush into. Um, but there came a point where the, my employer was um, manda mandating these vaccines. Um, so I think that came into play, I think October 19th, somewhere around there, um, we were, the kind of rules came out that we needed to be, we needed to attest to our vaccination status um, by a certain day. And sorry, my memory on dates is not great, but um, somewhere around there, there was a date in October that we needed to attest. And from there, um, there was about a, if you weren't, fully vaccinated or if you did not disclose your vaccination status, you had about two weeks um, to either get vaccinated or submit um, uh, a request for accommodation. Now, the request for accommodations were based on either a medical exemption or a religious exemption or um, uh, a human rights violation, essentially. Um, so I knew I, there was medically nothing that would stop me. So I knew and I had heard, you know, doctors weren't just giving exemptions medically willy-nilly. So I knew that that was going to be impossible. Um, religious, yes, I do have a faith background, but there was nothing there that I felt I could work with. Um, human rights. I had little knowledge to how that all really worked, but um, I tried. I tried to go with uh, a human rights discrimination. And so I put in a request for accommodation um, for the human rights um, ground of sex, um, being a female, and I was not, I had not ruled out having more children. and. Prior to having my son, I had suffered a miscarriage. So for me, <laughs> there was nothing that I wanted to um, do to my body, not knowing how it could affect my body. That I didn't want to take a chance that if I did choose to have another child, I did not want to take the chance that something I inject in my body could have a negative effect. So that is the, the route I chose to do discrimination against sex. And honestly, reading the human rights and kind of how it's laid out, I was pretty certain that that's not what they meant by sex discrimination. But I tried because what do I have to lose to try? Um, so I tried and I sent my request for accommodation to my manager. It had to go through a process and um, 
it then had to go to nationally um, for the committee to review and that sort of thing. So in that time frame, while it was being reviewed, we continued to work from home, work from the office, and um, it was taking a little bit longer than anticipated to get a response, and it was going to be in December 2021. Um, my turn to work out of the office. So at that time, as the vaccine mandates had come into play, they um, requested that I test, do rapid tests three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Didn't matter if I was at work or not, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I had to test. And I didn't have to show the result, I just had to text my manager and give the result. And so I did it because, yeah, I did it. I wanted to keep working. I, I love my job and I wanted to keep working to support my family. Um, so I did it. And on December 23rd, I got a response that my request for accommodation was not supported. So that was a great Christmas gift that year. So on that letter telling me that it was not supported. Um, they gave me till I believe it was January 5th, 2022 um, to either change my vaccination status. Um, and they allowed, I believe, uh, two-ish weeks to then again, either go get vaccinated so that my status has changed and that I could go to work, continue going to work, or I would be placed on unpaid leave starting January 19th. So January 19th came and I received another letter saying, you are being placed on unpaid leave. January 20th, I meet my manager outside our office. I hand over all my work, computer and that sort of thing really felt like a criminal handing over everything. I, you know, it's, it didn't feel great. And um, yeah, I was on unpaid leave for five months until June 20th when the federal government um, decided to um, get rid of the mandates. Um, it was really bizarre. I mean, our provincial government had already done away with mandates. I don't remember the exact time, but certainly months prior. So why it took that much longer for hours to be lifted, I, I don't know. Um, but through these five, those five months was the worst time of my life. I was in a really dark place and um, it was really hard. And so I did, June 20th came back and, or came around and, um, I messaged my, my manager saying, okay, I see in the media that the, the federal government is uh, doing away with mandates. When can I come back? Um, and sh she had not seen it at quite that yet. There was no kind of communication that had come out for her to, um, to be able to reach out to me first. But anyway, so we made that communication and I uh, did return to work uh, shortly thereafter, I had taken a few weeks off just due to f family commitments, but, um, and I did go back to work. I am still at work. 
Um, but I, I do, I forgot to mention, in, as part of my request of accommodation, um, I did, you know, express to my employer that I am willing to, you know, continue testing as it had been done and it had been working and there was no reason why all of a sudden it would not be acceptable or continue to work from home. I was still so very willing to continue working and it just, it wasn't good enough and I was placed on unpaid leave for those five months. Thank you, Ms. Hunjay, uh, for that account. Uh, I wanted to ask you a few follow-up questions. Uh, you mentioned that uh, you put in uh, an application for an exemption um, and you were denied ultimately, but are you aware of anyone at your workplace, and I mean personally aware of anyone at your workplace who was granted such an exemption? I am aware of one person who was granted a religious exemption. Uh, and are you able to advise or do you know what religion that person belonged to? Um, I cannot 100% say which religion, no. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'd like to ask you about, um, I mean, even though you're, you're back to work now, uh, nonetheless, you were on unpaid leave for, for a while. Um, how has that affected you still today? Like in terms of, let's just talk, let's start with mental stress. Um, how are you, how is your mental health doing today even, uh, even though you're back at work, but yet you had that L LWAP? Uh, it's not great. Um, I still have a lot of anger um, and bitterness, resentment. Um, I see my counselor a whole lot more regularly. Um, and I have breakdowns, I would say, quite regularly. Regularly, I mean, the greeter was nice, nice enough to greet me here today and I broke down. So it just, it doesn't take much. I break down at work, it's kind of embarrassing, but it is what it is, it's my reality right now. Um, but yeah, my mental health is not great. Um, I'm working on it. I, I guess um, to add to that, in 2021, I'm, I play adult rec hockey and I had signed up for the 2021 season and that usually starts in September. Um, I played two games. They made us mask while we played, skated on the ice. It was the worst thing ever. And then shortly thereafter, the mandates came into play. So my season was cut short. I and that for me is a big, um, that's what I do for my mental health. That's my physical activity to help with my mental health. So that was taken away. Um, so yeah, things were taken away, um, those kind of supports, but thankfully between my family and some friends, um, I was able to get through it. But yes, my mental health and finances, um, Obviously, I depleted my savings to try and support my family during this time, and I continue to have to pay back uh, my pension, some benefits, so I'm still financially um, um, hurting from it. Um, yeah. Thank you for that, Ms. Hunjay. And because uh, the commission doesn't necessarily know you from how you were before, I just want to be clear when you say that 
uh, you break down and you know even the greeter was nice and you broke down uh, just to be clear that's different than how you were prior to all of this can you just clarify that yes certainly um I did not break down near as much. I know after having a child, things your hormones are different, so yes. But um, like weekly, every other day, something triggers me. I could be driving in my vehicle and tears start flowing. Um, it doesn't take much to, at work, certain conversations um, will trigger me, and I sometimes have to remove myself to to go have that moment and um, that was not the case before that. Thank you for that clarification. Um, can you advise Ms. Hunjay, uh, how has this experience or has this experience uh, impacted your trust in government and public health authorities? Yeah, certainly I've lost a lot of trust in some of those um, institutions. Um, just, yeah, simply lost a lot of trust. I questioned a lot of things, which doesn't feel great to question some of those things you used to place a lot of trust in. Um, but yeah, sadly, I do question a lot of things. And how about uh, your impact on relationships and, you know, all manner of relationships, family, friends, workplace? Has this impacted uh, your relationships at all? Yes, it certainly has. Um, as I explained, I have anger and sometimes, unfortunately, that gets taken out on my family, um, my close friends. When you have your, your friends and family, you know, tell you that you're different, that you've changed, it's hard to hear. You're doing great and we're it's, almost done. Uh, let's just hang in there. Uh, at this point, I just want to invite uh, the Commission members uh, if there are any questions. Um, so two more questions, Ms. Sanjay, and uh, for those who've been around a while, they know what they are. Um, in summary, in about 60 seconds or so, what would you like this inquiry and Canadians at large to take away from your evidence today? Um. I guess, and I was one of these people, like, read for yourself, do the research, be open to other views, um, don't just be quick to, to take what is thrown at you through media or, or friends or family, even for that matter. Um, sadly, until it affects you directly, we don't fully understand. Um, it's, it's hard that it has to get to that point, but um, just have an open mind and let's, let's be there for one another so that we don't repeat this sort of thing. Um, I, I think as myself as a high-functioning person in life, and if it has affected me this much as a high-functioning person, I can't imagine those who were affected medically, um, and in other walks of life, I can't imagine what our society as a whole is going through and let's try and move forward in a positive direction and not let this happen again. Thank you for that. Last question, is there anything else you'd like to share with us today? I don't think so. I just wanna thank everyone. This, 
uh, for me is part of my healing to be able to tell my story. So I thank everyone for being inviting, welcoming, and uh, open to hear my story. Well, on behalf of the NCI, we thank you very much for your evidence today. Thank you. Thank you.